San Antonio is known as Military City USA for its many military bases. In 1934, Hollywood was here in San Antonio filming a full-length feature film starring Robert Young and Maureen O'Sullivan. Question, at which military base did they film the movie called West Point of the Air? Welcome to San Antonio, Texas. By an order of a Spanish Viceroy, on a beautiful Sunday morning, May the 1st, 1718, a friar by the name of Antonio de Olivares met with the governor, Martin de Alarcón, and about 30 families, including some Native Americans, for a small ceremony near a river, officiating the founding of a new Spanish mission by putting mud and straw together. They call this new mission San Antonio de Valero. And who would have imagined then that this single ceremonial act 300 years ago would set in motion the many local historical events that witnessed the long and gradual transformation of that inconsequential pile of straw and mud to become one of this country's most prominent metro centers, also known as Military City, the modern-day city of San Antonio. These are the accounts of the many visionary individuals who were proud to call this city their home who have become part of this city's colorful historical past and whose personal contributions many times assisted in advancing this Texas city into the future in a positive way. Welcome to San Antonio, Texas. Tricentennial City on a mission. Welcome to San Antonio's Historical Podcast. In this episode, we'll travel back in time again to examine the people and the events that surrounded the birth of one of San Antonio's premier military bases. My name is Gonzo and I'm your host. Today's episode is titled, West Point of the Air. If you live in Northeast San Antonio, near Universal City, you probably wake up to the sound of planes flying overhead every day. And at first you're like, what is this? Then you find out about Randolph Air Force Base. And that sound is probably the sound of a T-6 Texan II flying overhead. And in that plane is a young pilot training. Randolph Air Force Base is a United States Air Force Base located in Universal City, Texas, about 15 miles from downtown. Randolph began operations in 1931 as Randolph Field and has since been a flying training facility at first for the United States Army Air Corps, then the United States Army Air Forces, and now the U.S. Air Force. Since its formal dedication in 1930, Randolph Field's unofficial nickname, West Point of the Air, and almost 100 years later since its dedication, Randolph Air Force Base would become part of Joint Base San Antonio, a merger of several military bases. But then, 100 years ago, the U.S. Army and the town of San Antonio, Texas were working together on a mission to build an airfield of the future. Before there was Randolph, there was Kelly Field, and next to Kelly Field, Duncan Field. And not too far from them, Brooksfield. 
And all these fields were in South San Antonio, and they were training centers for pilots. And in 1926, the U.S. Congress passed the Air Corps Act of 1926, which changed the name of the Army Air Service to the Army Air Corps. This was a game changer. The Air Force was finding its identity within the U.S. Armed Forces. This Congressional Act also created a position for a Brigadier General who would oversee and be in charge of all flight training right here in San Antonio. The aviator chosen for the top job would be Frank P. Lamb, and General Lamb would establish the Air Corps Training Center in August of 1926, and he would set up his headquarters right here in Duncan Field, next to Kelly Field in San Antonio. Frank Lamb developed an interest in flying from his father, who was a balloonist. And Lamb met the Wright brothers in 1907 and used his interest in powered flight to become the Army's first certified pilot in 1909. That's only six years since the Wright brothers took that first historic flight at Kitty Hawk. Later, Frank Lamb became the 14th rated military aviator in the U.S. It's no wonder Frank was chosen for this job. Again, General Lamb arrived in San Antonio to train pilots in August of 1926, and the Wright brothers took to flight in 1903. That's a 23-year difference. That's interesting. It didn't take long for General Lamb to realize that the facilities at Kelly and Brooksfield weren't going to work out for proper pilot training, mainly because the buildings on the base were constructed during World War I and had a useful life of about five years. And the base itself really had no suitable areas for ground training, and the living quarters were inadequate. And it turns out that San Antonio's rapid growth was also beginning to interfere with flying training operations. Soon, a major general by the name of Mason Patrick, actually the first chief of the Air Corps, who by the way was appointed by his classmate, John J. Pershing, would be visiting San Antonio to evaluate the bases there and make his recommendation. An additional flight training field in San Antonio needs to be built. Soon San Antonio would be the recipient of a brand new military airfield. And in April 1927, the Board of Officers, appointed by General Lamb, approved an unusual circular layout design of an airfield. What? Yes, they approved an unusual circular layout design. But who came up with that? This circular layout concept for an airfield? In 1927, at the age of 34, a young first lieutenant assigned to Kelly Field heard the news that a new airbase was going to be built and quickly grabbed some of his dispatch sheets from his desk and sat down to draw and design. Now what he drew on those dispatch papers would make history. Harold Clark was born in Stillwater, Minnesota on September 28, 1893. He attended the universities of Minnesota and Illinois and enlisted in the Signal Corps Reserve on September the 3rd, 1917 as a flying cadet. Harold would have a distinguished career with the Air Force and someday reach the rank of Brigadier General and serve in World War II. But in 1927, Harold Clark would be stationed at Kelly Field as a dispatch officer in the motor pool. And it was this young man, First Lieutenant Harold Clark, who sketched ideas for a perfect air city on the back of old dispatch sheets 
aligning the runways with the prevailing winds and placing facilities by function between the runways to keep planes from having to make landing approaches over hangars as they were forced to do at Kelly. Clark brought these drawings to Lamp's executive officer who immediately brought him before the planning board and on November the 1st 1927 Clark submitted a finished plan to Lamb. Soon that plan for an air city would be on its way to becoming reality. Now at this point the city of San Antonio took the forefront in the search for an airfield location which had to be suited to Clark's airfield design rather than the other way around. A site near Schertz, Texas was chosen and acquired by San Antonio then offered to the Air Corps on December 31, 1927. And in August of that same year, after a dispute with a Blue Ribbon Committee of senior Air Corps officers who did not favor the circular design, Clark's layout was finally approved. When construction began on this new site, it would be the largest construction project undertaken by the Army up to that time, with the exception of the Panama Canal. Clark's design was then submitted to and drawn upon by George B. Ford, an architect, a city planner and civilian advisor to the construction services of the Quartermaster Corps, who approved all site plans for the Army between the years 1926 and 1930. And it would be George Ford who would put the finishing touches on Clark's design and create what you now see at Randolph. In 2001, the National Park Service nominated Randolph as a National Historic Landmark, and they made these comments on the layout and the design of the base. It appears that Clark's plan, submitted by the Air Corps Training Center, was one of the new layouts that George B. Ford, in his position as City Planning Advisor to the War Department, chose for extensive revisions. Other than the circular roads at the center of the layout and the location of the flight lines at the edges, Lieutenant Clark's plan and the final layout of Randolph Field have few major features in common. The official post layout, signed by George B. Ford, American Institute of Architects, was approved by the Chief of Air Corps, the Quartermaster General, and the Chief of Staff for the Secretary of War in January 1929. It elegantly combined the Air Corps' operation and training needs with advanced city planning principles, key features of Ford's design, which do not appear in Lieutenant Clark's plan, include the dramatic impressive entranceway, its termination at Washington Circle, and the sitting of three notable buildings around Washington Circle, one on the east, one on the west, and one in the south. The final layout of Randolph Field is clearly the work of a master planner. William Milliken Randolph was a Texas native from Austin, Texas, and he graduated from Texas A&M in 1916. And it was there where he had his first military training. In April 1917, Congress declared war on Germany, and this declaration catapulted the U.S. into what was seen at that time as Europe's war. And Captain Randolph was one of the first to begin training at the officer's training camp established in Leon Springs, Texas. In August 1917, William Randolph received his commission with the rank of First Lieutenant of Infantry, Reserve Officer Corps. 
He was stationed at Fort Travis, Texas, near Galveston, until he was assigned to the 345th Machine Gun Battalion. Lieutenant Randolph began his flight training at the School of Military Aeronautics, Austin, in 1918. And it was this training that brought him from Austin to Kelly Field, now part of Black Band Air Force Base. After he completed flying training in Texas, Captain Randolph was stationed at Rockwell Field, California, near San Diego. And while stationed there, Lieutenant Randolph crashed a German Fokker biplane. The following Associated Press story ran in the San Bernardino Daily Sun on April 19, 1920. Modesto, California, April 19. Lieutenant W.M. Randolph of Rockwell Field, driving his German Fokker plane W-7 from Rockwell Field to the aeronautical show at San Francisco. Wrecked the plane here this afternoon when he attempted to make a landing at the edge of the aviation field. The under part of the machine was completely torn away, but the pilot escaped without injury. His engine was stopped when he attempted to alight, and when the wheel struck a ditch, he was able to get the engine started in time to take off again. And the Fokker, making a leap of about 50 feet, turned turtle and was put out of commission. The dismantled machine was then shipped to San Francisco. Just three months later, at the age of 27, Lieutenant Randolph was promoted to captain in a permanent commission in the Army Air Service. Captain Randolph returned to Texas in 1927 when he became adjutant of the Army Air Corps Advanced Flying School at Kelly. And in early 1928, Captain William Milliken Randolph was chosen to be part of the naming committee for this new airfield to be built in San Antonio, Texas. And about 30 days later, on a stormy day with difficult weather and strong winds, shortly after takeoff from Gorman Field near Fort Worth, Texas, Captain Randolph crashed his AT-4, an open cockpit biplane fighter aircraft, and Captain Randolph did not survive the crash. Seven months later, the remaining members of the airfield naming committee decided to name the new airfield in the honor of the late Captain Randolph. That name designation was finally approved by the War Department September 27, 1928. Although the airfield wasn't completed, on a Friday, June the 20th, 1930, Randolph Field was formally dedicated. The attendance that day, 15,000 guests and military personnel. During the opening ceremony, Mrs. William M. Randolph, escorted by General Frank P. Lamb, raised the first flag over the base. The mayor of San Antonio, C.M. Chambers, formally presented the West Point of the Air to the Chief of Air Corps, Major General James Fetchett. The ceremony concluded with a flyby over the new field that had been advertised as the largest assembly of aircraft in the world. It must have been a sight to see 233 planes from four military installations, including Brooks and Kelly Fields, Fort Crockett and Fort Sill, fly over a field in Northeast San Antonio. And that sound that I was telling you about earlier, that the training planes make in the skies above, it's not an annoying sound and it's not a disruptive sound. The residents that live within the hearing distance of Randolph Air Force Base know that that sound is the sound of freedom. And it's because of this that this community would like to say thank you to the commanding general and his staff, all the officers 
all the enlisted men and women, all the civilian contractors, all who served their country at this beautifully designed Air Force base that is the pride of Universal City and that history would remember as the West Point of the Air. Thank you.